This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Hi, so wherever and whenever you're listening to this podcast episode, I just want to say I hope you're having an amazing day. Today, we're going to talk about how to write a product specification for physical product. But what I want to start talking about is is by explaining what a product specification actually is and why you need one. So a product specification is a full description of your product. So it's a really detailed description of what your product is, what it does, um, what it's composed of, you know, so how it's made. And um, a bit later on in the episode, I'll talk a bit more about kind of things that might be included in that but in short it's a really detailed description of your product now in terms of why you need a product specification there are actually two reasons so first reason is I'm assuming that when you came up with the idea for your product you had you definitely had some kind of ideas whether you had just a vague idea of this is the kind of product I want or maybe you had like a much bigger idea you know lots more ideas lots more detail you started somewhere and then hopefully you got some input from your ideal customers and you did a bit of research and that kind of helps you to shape what your product look you know now looks like um I just want to say at this point if you haven't done that if you haven't done any customer and market research then um, I really suggest you going and doing that first before you think about writing your product specification um reason I say this well there's three reasons I say this the first is that what you've learned from your customers what you've learned from your market research what you've learned from your competitors and what they're doing and what people are saying about their products can really help you refine your product down to the smallest details the second thing is that if you do this work in advance you have a really clear idea of what you're looking for and a really tight brief and this makes the sourcing process when you actually start looking for someone to manufacture your your products a lot simpler as it's much easier to start ruling out people who can't meet your spec if you know what your spec is so for example if you know you know what if you're creating a product um, and let's say it's a textile product and you know it wants to be organic cotton for example so you've done some research and you've decided okay the best possible material for this product will be organic cotton that means that when you go out looking for suppliers if they say well actually I can't you know I can't produce that I can only produce regular cotton you can rule those people out straight away if you haven't got a really clear idea in your mind based on you know the research you've done that 
what your product is um it becomes a lot harder because actually that means you can start getting swayed because you might find someone says oh I can't do organic cotton but I can do bamboo or I can do this other kind of fabric and you'll find you may find yourself getting taken away from your you know the original vision for your products because you didn't have it sort of clear in your head and and written down and I by the way I definitely suggest writing your product specification down and the third reason I suggest you do all of this pre-work before you sit down to write your specification is that if you've done the work and you're still here it means you've had some validation that there's a need for your product that the costs stack up and it can be profitable and I think it's always really good and important to have that apologies if you just got a bit of a blast of music there I think my husband um I don't know turn the radio on too high or something so I hope that didn't disturb it too much um so if you haven't yet done any customer market research there's a couple of um, podcast episodes I want you to go back and listen to the first is episode five which is want to create a product for things to do first the second is episode six how and why to validate your product ideas and the third one is how to carry out your own customer and market research with Abby Turnis and that's episode nine um if you only listen to one of these, if you know you've only got time for one, um, go and listen to episode nine. Abby is a customer and market research expert. She knows all about this subject and she provided lots of great in-depth information about how to carry out research yourself. So that's definitely the one I would go for. So let's assume you've done all of this. Um, why, you know, this is my second reason for for having a detailed product specification is that if you have a really detailed spec, Um, a supplier can now use this to tell you a whether they can meet the brief that you've got Um, and as I said before you're going to waste a lot of time if you don't know exactly what you're looking for because then it's very hard for anyone to tell you whether they can make your product or not and also you can get an accurate price the vaguer your product specification is the more loose the price is going to be because it's very hard for anyone to give you a quote if they don't have those finer details so the more detailed specification you can give you should be able to get back a really accurate quote and um that's why I think it's really worth doing this work. Okay, so coming on to, you know, what kind of things for your, should your product specification include? It really needs to include everything that someone would need to confirm that they can meet your brief and to give you an accurate quote. So that basically means as much detail as possible. It doesn't mean you need to share at this point everything they'd need to make it. So for example, I don't suggest sharing designs, patterns, recipes, blueprints, prototypes, any of that stuff with anyone else at this stage, unless, you know, for some reason you feel comfortable to. But let's just assume you're going to be going out and looking for suppliers and, you know, you don't have any contacts, so you don't know these people you know you don't need to give all the information so for example rather than sharing designs um let's say you're looking for a textile product again um rather than sharing your designs you could actually say um i want my designs to be printed and they each contain three colors i've got four designs and each are three colors that's enough information for somebody to give you an accurate quote you might find when you start speaking to suppliers they you know they push you to to get a little bit more but they don't actually need that at this stage um just by having a really detailed specification um and possibly some pictures and diagrams and things like that they'll be able to at least confirm whether they can meet your brief and what it will cost so please don't you know don't worry about giving too much away although i will say of course that you will need to have this for yourself um 
while I don't suggest sharing it with anyone until you've chosen the supplier you'll be working with, you know, you do need to have all of these things ready, perhaps not at the point where you're going out to start sourcing, but, you know, soon after, because once you find a supplier that you want to work with, of course, they're going to need all of these details to actually manufacture your product. But even then, depending on your product details and what exactly it is you'll be sharing, you might want some kind of formal agreement drawn up with them before you start sharing designs, prototypes, all this kind of thing, because you obviously want to protect your product. Um, So something to keep in mind. Okay, so let's talk about some of the things you might include in a product specification and I just want to say here that this is not a definitive list because the requirements vary so much between different products and different product types so for example um, a specification for a food-based product or um, I don't know some kind of beauty item would be really different to a textile product for example or electrical product so these are just some of the things that might be you know you might include and hopefully it's just enough to give you an idea of the kind of things that you need to be thinking about so you'd want to include a brief description of what your product is so for example um, my products you know I would say muslin bamboo muslin swaddle blanket is one example you'd want to be thinking about the sizes and or dimensions of the product you might want to be thinking about the weight of the product if that's something um that, that applies for you you might want to think about the materials to be used and whether that when I say materials whether that's fabric or whether that's metals plastics but you know what will your product be constructed of so you might want to specify if you have any specific notes on the quality and the finish of your products I mean of course you're going to want products finished to a high quality um but that I always that is something I actually do include in my specification so when I was sourcing for my towel I did actually say that I needed it finished to a really high quality I didn't want to see any loose threads and things like that and um, while you know you'd think that would be a given for me because quality is really important that is something I wanted to include in my specification not that you have to Okay, so you might also want to talk about, you know, the colours or the patterns used on your product. You might want to talk about the designs. You might want to talk about whether the product has any variants. And, you know, so and if so, how many variants and what will these be? So, for example, do you have a product that comes in different sizes or different colours or different patterns? Or do you have a, a simple product and then... Um, sort of a a more complex version of the same thing so this is all things you need to include so you might want to think about ingredients or components to be used or omitted so let's say you're making um, a beauty product and there might be certain ingredients that you don't want included the same as if you're making food or drink there might be certain ingredients you say actually I don't want or maybe you do want maybe you're you know maybe you're looking for shampoo and you really want avocado in it or argan oil or something so these kind of things um need to be included in your specification you also need to think about the number of items in total so if your product is a pack containing more than one product so for example I sell a pack of four muslin swaddle blankets so that was something that was included in my specification um, another product I sell is a bamboo bowl that comes with a spoon and that was something that was included in the specification because when I was getting quotes I didn't want someone to quote me for the bowl alone I wanted to make sure that the quote also you know also included the spoon too so it's really important to be clear about exactly what exactly what the finished product looks like what it's compromised of 
you might also want to well you actually you will want to talk about how you want your product packaged because that's obviously a key part of the product overall and um, we'll talk about packaging more in future episodes but whether you want your product you know if you want it packaged in a box or a bag whether you have um, your own designs for that or you want something quite plain it's just this is the kind of information that someone will need to know and as I said before they won't necessarily need all of the details so let's say that you want a bespoke box made now this you don't need to provide that to the supplier now to get a quote but it would be helpful if you could say I want to I want a bespoke box made these are the dimensions um it's going to be printed and they're going to be this number of colors and I'm going to need a barcode on there just that level of detail is enough and those all things you need to think through you will also want to include any branding requirements so for example is your product one that needs a bit of customization um an example here is in the when I spoke about my bamboo bowl and spoon I have my label I have my logo on the base of the bowl and I also have it engraved I say engraved I'm not sure how how you actually describe it but basically sort of carved into the wood on the spoon and the bottom of the bowl and um so that was a requirement I need to make sure it was included on the specification you know and this includes things like you know do you want um, a special sticker put on your product boxes do you need custom made packaging um, you also want to include do you need any labeling requirements so for example do you require a washing label on your products do you require a swing tag applied do you need barcodes putting on your boxes will they be printed or will they be stickers that you'll provide at a later date to be to be stuck on um and I know it seems like I'm going into a lot of detail here but this honestly is the kind of detail you need to be getting into when you're when you're thinking about your products I'm hoping that by now you've got a really clear idea of your products and you could just go through that list that I've outlined there and for all the ones that were relevant you'd be able to just you know fill in the blanks as it were and that would give you um your product specification so in terms of how to write a product specification I suggest using the list that I've just given as a starting point and listing out all of the details that are relevant for your product so just going through the list and going okay so here's a brief description of my product I'm going to put in the dimensions I'm going to talk about the materials I'm going to talk about the colors or oh, actually I don't have any design so I'll skip that one and then just add in the things that make sense for your product so um I've also created this podcast episode as a blog post. If you go to blog.tinychipmonk.com, you'll be able to access the post there. Um, I'll also link from it for the show notes from this episode. And yeah, I would just take this list, paste it into a Word document, start to fill in the blanks and then add in the other things that are relevant for your product. So this will then form the basis of any communication you'll send to potential suppliers and manufacturers. And again, we'll talk about this in another episode because this is what you'll be giving them but obviously there's going to be things you're going to be wanting back. I know that you're going to have questions for any supplier that you contact. Of course, there's obvious ones. Can you produce my products and how much will it cost? But there are other things you need to be asking. And I promise we will talk about this in a future episode. But for now, I just want to focus on you getting the details of your products, you know, how to sort of get the details of your product onto paper so you can start to share it. Um, I, I also suggest if you want to, and this is something that certainly works for me, it may work for you, is pulling together sketches, photos, anything else that you have to help explain what you're looking for. Um, 
So this is something that I tend to do when I'm contacting someone for the first time to make sure that they're really clear on what I'm looking for. I like look, I might look on the internet or on Amazon for images of products similar to the one I'm looking at. Um, and of course, I would take out any details that identifies, you know, the brand for that product. But just to say, OK, I'm looking for a product that does this and here's a picture of a similar one, just to make it really clear what you're looking for. And as I say, you can include sketches. So when I was sourcing my towels, they have a bit of a unique um embroidery on the hood they have like a little chipmunk face and I actually designed it myself on a on a piece of paper and I included a picture of that just so they could kind of see because when I was saying oh, I want a chipmunk face embroidered I wasn't quite sure that that was gonna perhaps translate necessarily so I thought okay sending a picture is quite a good idea um so I suggest sharing any information that you feel would be useful and relevant and help someone really get what your product is about perhaps what you're about as well I mean if you have a website or anything that explains a bit about you and your brand then by all means share that as well because it just helps any potential supplier get a really good idea about you your products and what it is you're looking for so I really hope you found this episode helpful if you have any questions about any of this please don't hesitate get in touch you can email me at vicky at tinychipmunk.com I would love to hear from you. Um, And yeah, please let me know if you found this episode helpful. If you did, please review it. Um, Please rate, please share with your friends. Um, That's really appreciated. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast already, please do. Um, And then you won't miss any future episodes. We've got some brilliant ones coming up that I certainly wouldn't want you to miss. And um, I guess the last thing I'd say is that hopefully I have made this sound quite simple um, because I, I promise it, it is quite simple. You have all of this information. I'm certain you have all of this information in your head now. Um, it's just a case of getting it on paper if you haven't already. Um, so this is definitely something you can do and it's something that you know needs to be done before you can even think about going out and looking for someone to make your product for you. Even if, um, I mean, yeah, as a complete aside, even if this is a product you're thinking you're going to make yourself, I still do think it's a good idea to just write it all down and have it on paper because these really small details that make up your products are also things that are going to be useful when you start marketing it and you know describing the products to other people it's it's just really good information to have so I, th- I definitely think it's it's worth it okay so I really hope that helps and um take care and see you next time
If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.